0: Welcome to Tuning In with Kathy Presland and Maren Enkelman. We have conversations about human nature at work, how to be more of who you are and have more of what you want. Hello, Maren, and welcome, everybody.
1: Hello, Kathy and everybody. Welcome back after the summer break.
0: So we've got a juicy topic today, Maren. I'm going to let you introduce because this is something that, that came up in our brainstorming that came from you. And the topic is if it's to be, it's up to me. And I have some thoughts to say about this, but let's start with what is it you've noticed in yourself and other people and why is this something that you that you really wanted us to talk about?
1: Yes, if it's to be is up to me. It's something that is that is talked about a lot, especially in the uh, 3P community. I guess it's not something you, you may have never come across before. It just felt like really, really current and fresh for me during the summer because I was talking to clients and friends and family who were kind of winding down for going on holiday and getting ready for their holidays or just coming back from the holidays it was always around this actually I don't really have reason to be st- to feel stressed and um you know what we normally call the reasons we're stressed like we've got all our deadlines sorted and uh, all the outside things are kind of in control but we still have this pain in our jaws and we don't know why we're grinding our teeth all night and things that are happening uh, without us really understanding where it's coming from where sometimes you can easily justify things uh, or stress because you know life out there looks so pressured and um hectic and for me it, it really it was really interesting to to look at the phenomenon that we feel we are in charge of things and controlling things all the time that's creating a pressure without us even being aware of it. And I'm certainly a victim to that as well. And, and, I, and I thought it's, it's very helpful to look at this for, for myself and um, you know, to have a chat about this. And that's why I was telling Cathy uh, about it, that I've, I felt it's something that is so easily overlooked and um, it can have quite profound consequences.
0: Yeah. It's almost like we know those symptoms of stress, they've overworked executive, Mm -hmm. that we're busy at work, we're not getting time for our personal care. We're already familiar with that image. And no doubt we've experienced it ourselves and certainly would have seen it in others. But I think the difference of this kind of insidious, I'm going to call it a stressor, because it is a stressor, but a stress without realizing it's a stress is what I see is in myself and in others is when it feels as if we're, we're a lot more on top of things, or we're taking a break, or You know, I go to yoga and I eat healthily and I seem to be outwardly doing all of the right things. My life looks like it's a lot calmer, a lot more enlightened is how, how can it be the case if I'm doing all of these things right, that actually I'm still experiencing this internal niggle. And sometimes for me, it shows up as a sense of hurrying or a sense of holding myself to standards that are not where exactly where I am at the moment. And I'm not always even aware of this. This is why I think it's very insidious. as it looks as if I'm going to talk about food and fitness because this is one area it's really showed up for me more so than than work pressures. It looks as if somehow there's this perfect standard or there's at least a standard that I should be should in inverted commas I should be meeting and I'm mm-hmm. not quite there yet. That's how it shows up for me, and so. I can feel the internal pressure, even though outwardly it looks as if, well, if I'm going to yoga and if I'm eating healthily, how, how can it be possible? I'm doing all of the things that the literature would tell me I should be doing. But what I'm doing, which is, is causing this, is that I'm putting these, you mentioned expectations, is that I'm probably subconsciously, unconsciously having expectations of myself that I'm not meeting. So it's almost as if I've got these made up standards that I don't realize I've got. I really noticed it with food a couple of years ago that it seemed as if I had an idea in my head that there was a perfect way to eat. And if only I could find this perfect way to eat, then I would be healthy. I would be the ideal weight. And it was just a question of I was the one who either hadn't found the perfect information or if I had found the perfect information, I didn't have the, the strength and the willpower or, the, or whatever it took to, to live like that. And it was a huge revelation for me when I realized that I have this completely back to front. And if I listen to myself, we talk about tuning in, it's the title of our podcast, that if I tune in actually, I know what I need in any moment. And where I am is where I am. So therefore, it has to be perfect. It's kind of difficult to explain, but it was a big, it was a big flip for me in, in the whole food and fitness. And so basically, it's relieved all of that pressure that, uh, that, that I'm sure I'm not the only one experiencing. But it's very insidious because it looks as if if my life is so good, why am I still having sleepless nights? Why am I still experiencing, like you say, this jaw pain? Or I know a lot of people who get autoimmune diseases or who have something else, which basically is the body's way of telling us that we're living with some kind of stressor that's manifesting itself in a a physical symptom or a stomach issue or whatever it is that's just a feeling of tiredness or lethargy or something else, or even just a feeling of, tightness inside that yeah I think it's a very insidious representation of if it's to be it's up to me because it does feel as if it's up to us
1: yeah and the big question that I had with this whole topic is really well what yeah what can be done about it even if we are aware of of the problem I mean you you have thinking that you have and you you can't really change that but uh, what do you do with how is understanding the phenomenon actually helping us in, in order to just to to be more gentle with our desires to you know to to control our life or what do we actually do and I thought that's that would be a really nice thing to talk about
0: yeah and so I'm going to ask you what's your answer to that like if somebody's <laughs> listening to this and they're thinking
1: okay, maybe I've got a little tightness
0: somewhere or a little frustration or a little something. I don't always live in that sense of peace and well-being that I thought this life would give me. Or you find yourself snapping at your partner or children for some reason. Mm. Not that we don't all do that from time to time, but noticing something where it's kind of a a symptom or a little bit of a flag to, hey, do you know what This, this path that I thought was going to give me more ease and joy doesn't actually seem to be giving me the ease and joy that I thought it would. So what's your answer to that?
1: Well, I don't think that is an answer that would be working for everyone. For me, it was a really recent thing. The last two days, I felt absolutely ill. And I I still don't know whether it was kind of a tummy thing or uh, it was really kind of me stressing about something. Um, There are lots of things going on after the holidays for me personally you know you have to get back into swing lots of decisions feel like pressing and I've what I found quite interesting in in the sense that I dealt with it was of that I I wasn't inclined to really analyze it as I would have been previously I didn't feel like I need to I need to really understand what's going on. I just noticed that I'm slightly off, and I I also knew that it'll pass. I think that was a that was a really big thing for me the last two days because I I kind of I kind of knew that uh, it's always you know when once you're in the in the middle of of things it's it's good to be aware that this is the way it is sometimes and it's and not to make more of it than it actually was for one and to to experience it as a yeah as a a kind of a flag maybe that there there is something that is more pressing than than I would would have thought it's interesting I see what's
0: coming to mind it's almost like if we're out in town and we're walking down the street and we see a police car with its sirens on let's say an ambulance going down the street we might have a passing thought oh gosh I wonder what's going on like a curiosity about it but it's highly unlikely or at least there's a there's a real difference between that sensation oh, that's interesting I wonder what's happening there's a real difference between that sensation where in that situation of just a police car rushing down the street we wouldn't feel the need to do anything We would be detached from it we would be separate oh. it would be something that we noticed that was interesting but we didn't feel the need to immediately leap into action, and that's very different than the feeling of urgency. That let's say we got home and the house was in flames, you know, and we'd feel like, oh my goodness, what we do, whatever we did, rush in and save the dog or something. But there's a there's a real difference between that feeling of urgency and that feeling that we have to do something, and that feeling of a kind of curious detachment. And with a curious detachment. What generally happens is that when it's applied to a real-life circumstance, actually I was talking to somebody who interviewed me just, just yesterday for a, an interview series she's doing, and we were talking about this when the interview closed, and she said she'd really noticed it. She's writing a book, and she was coming up with book titles, and she'd spent a day brainstorming and doing creativity exercises and word associations. It reminded me of us actually, when we were coming up with the title for the podcast. And uh, she said she knew she didn't have the right title and she was perfectly happy just to leave it and let it go. And then she, when she was, she slept on it and when she was getting up the next morning, when she was cleaning her teeth then the perfect title popped into her head. So we were saying, well, why is it, what was it that allowed you to be very relaxed about that? And mm. she said, oh, it's because I do a lot of writing and I, I know from experience that if I'm feeling stuck, then the worst possible thing is to try to figure it out and to get more immersed in the I've got to do something in this situation and the best thing to do is to go away so she'd had the experience with writing and I think we've probably all had that experience in some area of our lives and we forget or at least we don't know that that isn't just an experience of writing or of doing something in your case you know the decision making about current circumstances this is how everything works. This is the way the mind works. Mm. So whenever we're feeling the pressure to do something, we have to be able to see which part of it is pressure and which part of it is actually sensible action to take. So in your case, with the situation you described, it's not that you're not going to make these decisions, Yeah, but noticing the feeling of pressure and being able to say, "Mm, okay, that's interesting. I don't need to react to the pressure. I just need to react to the circumstances.
1: Also to see that it's not helpful to push it at this point and to really step back and um, kind of act from out of of another mindset was really helpful for me. Even when I was in the midst of it where you where you're not in a position to actually move yeah. but to to know that now is the time to step back because this is where the teeth grinding would start or where it has like physical consequences which are not really not really pleasant. Yeah. And to really see that this is not the point to to push. Yeah whereas before i would have exactly at that point i would have i would have pushed even harder i would have gone for it because it had to be it had to be done and you have to bite your teeth together and go through it and make it happen because it's up to you absolutely because it's up to me and i have to be on top of it on top of it and and i can't i can't be weak That's, that's exactly yeah know that thing about me being weak or me allowing to be weak was just not not an option before and I thought that was a very interesting observation for me very and you know in hindsight it was only yesterday it felt like um even though I wasn't feeling great yesterday but in hindsight it felt like a a big huge improvement to what would have been for me yeah and I I think it's Interesting, isn't it, for the listeners
0: to just notice in their own lives where they're feeling this kind of tightness and this idea yeah. that, no, I need to push more and I need to figure out more and I need to, you know, I need to do X if only I can figure this out. Because it, it can be a very subtle feeling. and We don't always notice it. But the more we notice it, the more we can then do what you did, which is just be able to take a sidestep from it. Yeah. And and if somebody's always used to responding to that and always used to kind of going into the pressure with their own agency, then just, just experiment with taking a sidestep. What happens when you step back? Because you might experience what the what the person I was talking to yesterday experienced with her writing, that actually she knows from experience that when she leaves it overnight, she steps away. Then that's when she's creating the space for the ideas to kind of percolate in her head. And voila, they're there when she comes back to, to the writing that. Where have you experienced that in one set of circumstances that you can bring to another set of circumstances? And I think it'd be really interesting for people to to play with, just play with that. Where does it work? Where doesn't it work? We are saying that the truth as we see it is that that is how things work. And it's always going to be the case that stepping away from the pressure is going to be both more relaxing for us but also more constructive and productive for the the thing that needs to be done or the thing that we that we want to shift forward we'll see something about the circumstances maybe that in fact we don't need to do anything at all but we'll see something we'll get more clarity from stepping back that will enable us to do or not do whatever
1: and that's so counterintuitive or you know totally against everything that I've been told yeah. You know, normally you kind of you if what was the they saying if the going gets tough you get tougher kind tough of tough
0: get going yeah
1: it's just so against everything that we we are culturally brought up with and it, it really makes such a difference because of course you don't step away from actually taking those decisions taking those steps but kind of admitting and seeing that it's not always about you making it happen. Yeah,
0: you you used a phrase, I think, when we spoke about this yesterday in preparation that you said there's a difference between taking responsibility for things and taking things personally. And I think that's exactly what you're speaking to now.
1: Mm, Absolutely. Not making it about you, you, Mm -hmm. but, you know, having that little bit of distance, that little bit of objectivity in it, that makes a huge, huge difference for your own yeah. well-being, as well as for the results you're creating because you kind of approach it as something that is not make or break for you or doesn't say anything about you.
0: Yeah, yeah. so I think that would be our suggestion advice. If there is an action step is for people to notice this and then to play with that, to play with that, well, do you know what if I stepped back from the pressure but I didn't step back from the, the circumstances? Mm-hmm. Would it give me a new perspective? Would I, would I get clarity in knowing that I'm still taking responsibility, but I'm not, I'm not feeling the responsibility? I'm not taking it personally. Does that give me another way of looking at things? I think that's a really interesting way to look at things. What if it wasn't up to you? What if if it's to be, it's to be, or not to be? And you, an in inverted commas, you know, this small you, what if we were just a player rather than a, rather than the, the person who has to make it work or not work? What we were just a tiny piece of the jigsaw and not the person actually moving the pieces. I think that's another interesting, interesting perspective. Mm-hmm. Maren, thank you so much for today's conversation, a really great topic. And I'd love to hear feedback, to hear what you, the listener, heard in this. And if you have further questions, it would be great for you to leave a comment or to email us. And our, our website details are coming up in the, uh, in the exit piece. Thank you, Marin.
1: Thank you, Cathy. Yes, it would be really great to get into a conversation about these things that we're talking about, because they're obviously things that we're interested in. <laughs> it would be fantastic to know how, what you hear and yeah, what else you want to talk about.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in with us today. You can find out more about Cathy at her website, CathyPresden.com and Maren at her website, OnMind.me. Wishing you all the best until we connect again next time.